0: Welcome to the Digital Workplace Podcast. These are conversations with CEOs of digital companies, thought leaders, and solution providers about how you can become a level five digital workplace. For the show notes and transcript of this episode, go to thedigitalworkplace.com. Welcome back to the Digital Workplace Podcast. Today, our guest is Ellen Feeney. She is the CEO of Aloha Cloud Digital Networks. Hey, Ellen, how's it going today? Doing good, doing good. Great. Well, we are super excited to have you here as we always do with our guests. Before we start, let's do a check-in round question, our capture question to prove your humanity. My question for you is what's a movie that you'd want to re-watch?
1: Uh, um, I, I've been actually, it's funny, I've been thinking about Forrest Gump lately. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one I really want to watch.
0: That's a great one to, to go back to and review. I feel like every five, 10 years, it's good just to kind of review that and see how things have changed in, in your own life and even imagine what it's like. That's cool.
1: I think there's an element of Forrest Gump in, in, in everyone since COVID. And uh, just mm. on one hand, there's lucky things that have happened during COVID and there's awful things that have happened to COVID and and, and there's things that just define logic. So anyway, yeah. that's why I'm thinking about it lately. <laughs> that's a good one.
0: That's a good one. I'm trying to think my answer. The first thing that pops in my head is Princess Bride. I don't know why that came up, but my I introduced that to my kids like last year, we like read the book and did all sorts of fun stuff with it. It's been about eight months or so since then. And now it's like they start to remember it and they start to see like cultural references with that in it and they get excited about that. So, I don't know, it'd be fun to go back and do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, Ellen, tell us a little bit about yourself and your history and what Aloha Cloud's doing now.
1: Sure. So, um, my history, uh, goes long, <laughs> goes back a ways, um, Landed in Silicon Valley for college back in uh, and and went to Santa Clara University. Um, Depending on your perspective, that was lucky. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Just in the right place at the right time, I suppose. Um, Got out of college, had a really difficult time getting college, getting, getting work as an English major and got dumped into technology because it was in my backyard. So started out in technology in the early days, um, was a tech writer for many years consultant working from home really when we were in dial ups um, so this is not a new territory in terms of di- uh, working from home. We used to have big zip drives we'd carry around <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you did whatever you needed to do to be productive and be resourceful and also kind of um i don 't want to say over compete but uh, back then you were very aware that out of sight out of mind yeah. if you were not at the office and so you know, it was always kind of an over, overdo it type thing to, 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 to make yourself seen and valuable, even though you're remote. Um, And I think that's a lesson that I learned also that um, I think a lot of people should learn nowadays with COVID, just Mm -hmm. because you're not in the office, just because you're not on a zoom, or even if you are on a zoom, don't think that you are there, you are only there if you make your value valuable. Yeah. Um, Anyway, From there, I I started um, AppFusions in 2010, and we were um, an extensibility and integrations vendor. At the time, this was way before Zapier. We decided to package integrations and patterns. We felt that this was not a need, especially back in 2010. The Apple phone really took off after the keynote on uh, June of 2012. I remember it like yesterday. (laughs) And um, pretty much right after that, um, I would say that was the introduction of commercialization of IT, in my opinion, and um, where we could pattern different components. And that also the reality that a vendor, a platform vendor, doesn't always provide everything the customers need, and that there are add ons and things that need to be added. Um, that evolved to doing integrations with Jive Software, as well as IBM, IBM and Atlassian, and then finally in 2017 we decided, you know, gosh, none of the platforms are ever going to meet the needs that we are being requested by customers. Maybe we should just take everything we have, put it smack in the middle, and build the platform, the digital workplace or digital experiences platform that we have been seeing in the industry that has wanted. That is Aloha Cloud. And now I'm the CEO of Aloha Cloud Digital Networks to do just that.
0: Yeah. Sorry so, to be long-winded. No, no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to tell in that. I mean, to go from what we call like integration display or, or system to moving into like a whole platform now, tell us about that journey, especially what it was that leaders were asking from the platforms that they they weren't getting. But what are those kind of core features that make up what you consider a digital workplace? so um
1: integrations with third party systems of course is a, is a hot button for many companies and if you think about it from a vendor perspective um, a platform perspective, those niggly integrations into third party systems is like, why do I want to bring those guys into my platform mm-hmm. you know that's the say IBM or Microsoft way of thinking that they're the they're the king of the castle and that right. they own the platform, and therefore why would you need to go elsewhere and I remember Ironically, even in the early days when we were working with Atlassian, they thought that too. Why do you need to go elsewhere? We are the utopia. We are the platform. The irony with Atlassian at this time, though, back in way back 2008, 9, 10, is they were the most successful API um, make enablement company, in my opinion, from an SDK perspective. And they were really nailing it on that side. So they were kind of talking two stories. You know, we're the platform. We are the center of the universe. On the other hand, we will enable developers to add on to our platform. And it took a while before other platforms finally acknowledged that the future is giving customer choice, which is not always nickel and diming them on every single add-on. And that's where I think some things have kind of taken some twists and turns in the industry over the last five, 10 years?
0: Yeah. Do you think that there is, I mean, there's a lot of players in this space right now. What's kind of like the core components that make up those who are really kind of projecting the future of it? Uh, Because I mean, I think this feeling of like, no, no, we're the one platform that you can do everything in. I mean, you see that even in something like Slack that wants everything to be integrated into what they're doing. Obviously with Microsoft, Microsoft Teams and, and their whole ecosystem they have, they want everything to come in there. Do you feel like that, that's just gonna continue on that people are gonna constantly be trying to pull everything into the, the one platform that can do everything? Or are we gonna always be in this kind of hodgepodge? Let's let's find ways to connect all the best things that are out there.
1: I don't see any end in that. Um, especially now um, for many years, we were on the platform. we were on the plugin side, we were on the add-on side. Um, even we we first run server add-on side, and then we were on the cloud services add-on side. And we still have some of those those add-ons. So they're still popular. They still are renewed and people like them. Um, However, uh, now that I'm on the platform side, I now have advantage and understanding of the platform perspective on why certain decisions are made. Um, And I just don't, um, think that'll ever go away because the amount of innovation that a customer can think of when they have the capability to add on, when they have APIs, when they have interfaces that allow them to insert their needs requirements into an existing platform is, is, is an endless, it's an endless candy store. And that's one thing I have learned. Um, so, who's going to win the game in those types of stories? Yeah. Is it is it a one size fits all, or is it? i oh, sorry, is it a is it a one man show zero sum game? Lots of vendors would like to think it's a zero sum game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really believe that. I believe it's an empowerment game. I think it's an ecosystem game, and the strong survive. It's not nothing with cloud to support 24 seven services with add ons for every vendor. Mm-hmm. So so not all vendors, add-on vendors or platform vendors can, can can really handle it once they really get into it because the reality of what it takes to keep all those moving pieces compatible, working, not failing, <laughs> and your customer's ultimately happy and then also giving and also meeting the requirements of your customers that yearn for more, that, <laughs> that is a that's a tricky juggling act. Yeah and um a lot of the platform vendors if they're a platform that's their thing too there's a whole cottage industry of overlay platforms that are really web interfaces on the front Mm -hmm. but and they feel like a platform but they're not a platform they don't have the back-end services to um to support all the different add-ons let alone the api requirements Anyway, so what I was just saying is that, yeah, I mean, it, it's a juggling act. The strong will survive. The people that know what they're doing with a focus on the vision as opposed to just competing will survive. Um,
0: yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the people who are making these requests and decisions inside the company. Based on your experience, like, who has that been uh, historically and who is it now?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because um, the categories are merging. It's interesting. I just saw on LinkedIn yesterday where Gartner had posted a... um, I love it when Gartner posts on LinkedIn because they don't share much. (laughs)
0: That's
1: true. (laughs) So so when they do, you're like, whoa, look at that. Um, Anyway, um, they had shared a, a, a post about there was about six or seven um, categories and they were finally acknowledging that the categories are all kind of merging together a little bit. There's Mm -hmm. lots of overlap with the categories. Is it low code tools? Is it digital workplace? Is it a CRM? Is it a marketing engagement tool? Is it, you know, is, is it community tool? Um, Well, what's the difference between a digital workplace and a community? I mean, you know, you can, you can spend all day, you know, fighting over semantics and there's plenty of people out on the Twitter field that do that, that like to, you know, beat and bat the, the semantics. Sure.
0: <laughs> but
1: I would argue um, at the end of the day, the customers are, um, the, the decisions, you ask where the decisions are fully coming and why do you get such a mixed um, category problem? Because with server technologies in the old days, you could buy a box, put it in the corner, IT managed it, and it, and it was delegated out to the particular department, whoever paid for it. Now, if it was brought in by IT CIO level, um, it was usually delegated out to the entire organization. If you brought, if it was brought in by the CMO, it was delegated out to the CMO. So we had inherent walls between the organizations. But today, in the digital age, in the digital innovation, digital um, network age. It, you know people want to do what they're doing outside inside yep. i want to do my facebook i don't like to use the word <laughs> because there's a bunch of connotations with facebook but i want to have what i have on the outside also inside but i also by the way want to have what i used to have also hmm. so is that marketing is that it is is that finance is that sales the answer is yes it's all those things and so therefore point systems alone that only meet a certain requirement run up against a wall eventually when the other departments that they have to cross-functionally work with want in. And now the requirements evolve.
0: Yeah, it seems like what started off as a CIO problem has become, you know, maybe transitioned to, hey, this is a whole organization-wide thing, but as the organization Develops that way, it actually comes each individual team leader or each individual team that's out there has their own requests and has their own ideas about what they want it to do. And so those functions and features just keep growing and growing and growing and expanding. And like you said, from the consumer side, as those grow, then everyone expects that uh, enterprise tools will follow along.
1: Yeah. And, and the challenge with the business users as well as the consumer expectations on and in, in, um, in engineering is that it's not like the old way. The bits that come together in a single cloud, true cloud, you know, full microservices platform, something like a LinkedIn or a Facebook or even a Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, A true cloud implementation of the digital workplace means modular. It means that you can have endless amounts of features and capabilities that collectively come together to a single interface that cohesively and holistically work together. And, you know... How do you do that? Well, it's not for the faint of heart. It's it's not for necessarily the job of server developers. It's an architecture. It's an orchestration. It's everyone, the right hand needs to be talked to the left hand. It's about permissions and management and member management across the different departments. It's about handshaking across the aisle between the different departments. It's no longer that the departments can sit there and war with each other. So then you have point systems that come in with a credit card that the um, department person puts the credit card and says, damn it, I just want to get this done. IT is too slow. Yeah. Okay. Yes, that is a... That's like, it's like taking a drug. It's like, okay, you got your short fix, but you know what? Don't expect support from IT because you just unraveled a strategy to try to be holistic. And it was funny, I I had a situation, it makes me think of um, just yesterday, (laughs) no, it was last week, there was a conversation about digital transformation. And I was talking to um, a colleague who didn't know much about digital transformation. And I was trying to explain what digital transformation goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need the digital transformation. We need the, he said it really kind of funny out of context, but it's, true people don't know what digital transformation is it's this big cloudy awful word yeah what's it mean
0: yeah
1: is that digital workplace yes no
0: we need it yeah
1: yeah we need it
0: that's amazing to think through like what it is that people don't even know that they need yet and and how to bring it in and everyone has a different definition i feel like i mean digital transformation is a great tool i mean i think for the most part people understand okay we're replacing kind of what was there before with digital solutions but even what was you know if it was a legacy product before and transitioning that to a cloud product that's also digital transformation so there's just such a wide view of where you can go with this
1: and i think that's kind of the challenge what's we've gotten to a point of maturity in the industry that business users know just enough information to be dangerous yeah but Mm -hmm. their danger is really useful um if Business people can talk more, like the, um, can understand the underlying architectural understandings of why, why, and uh, a holistic IT strategy than then you can get somewhere, and and you don't take steps back. So, I mean, not to get into it, um, but I love that I got that innocent question the other day. Someone asking me that question, whereas a lot of people will fake it and pretend they know. Yeah, I love the fact that. It was just raw vulnerability. And that's what business users need to be. And CMOs and CIOs need to have a constant handshake. CMOs um, is related to sales. And sales, so sales and marketing need companies can no longer just be engines, little engines that could. They need to be little engines that thrive. <laughs> and how are you going to thrive? Well, you're not going to thrive by just internal systems anymore. You're going to be thriving because IT has a direct responsibility to revenue, to making marketing and sales empowered and strong. And that's the internal requirement. And then there's the external requirement that also cannot be ignored in the same architectural stack, if you will. You know, it's a holistic journey and there's many personas.
0: So, Elena, there's a lot of our audience who are CEOs of companies, and maybe you're just starting off 25 to 50 employees. That forms a bulk of the people we talk to during this time. They're probably hearing this, and then they're thinking, okay, yeah, I don't want to get to the stage where it's like so complex that there's no solution. Like I I can't get there um, that some of these enterprises are facing. Is there a way to plan for this from early stages to build it into a, a good thing, or is it just by necessity, as things grow, they're going to get more and more complex and the solutions are going to get more complex. Or is there a good way to move forward at the beginning?
1: Um, I believe there is. I mean, I I guess I'm an ever optimist of an app for a long time, Um, slowly, but surely we're making progress. So Mm -hmm. I think there is. Um, And I think the best way is to not get into situations that are not useful. So in the early days of a company, it's very commonplace for people just to turn up a, turn up a WordPress Um, WordPress. You know, God love WordPress. It's powered the internet, you know, you know, praise, 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 but it's 2021 and WordPress is a server technology that was, that, 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 you know, is not meant for distributed workflows. And it, 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 yes, there's a whole cottage industry of add-ons but the add-ons need to be supported by this, that cottage industry of vendors. And if those vendors decide, I'm tired of WordPress because it's quote old, well, you're out of luck customer. That's the way it goes. Yeah. And you know, there's there's not a lot of new crop vendors that are trying to like build a business on WordPress from scratch right now. That you know, they're moving into cloud. So at the beginning, don't get into server technology from the get-go. I would argue, I mean, cloud is here to stay. COVID made that clearer than ever. Um, COVID changed the landscape of IT forever. Um, for the last five years, especially, you know, the technologies have been here for the last 10 years for cloud, and especially since 2015. And but man, the stalwarts held on, held on, held on. And who are those stalwarts? We can blame them on. A, I can I don't mind pointing them out. IBM, IBM was very. IBM. I just heard someone say IBM um, Lotus Mail just the other day, and they, they still have it. Now IBM has, you know, we has has passed this on to HCL, but it's it's still there. It's like the it's like the cancer that never dies. Um, the companies that get off of these old systems and monster WebSphere servers that are being ho- used to to host these things. It's like a brave new world of glory. They can't even believe what's possible. (laughs) And so, you know, if you're starting out, don't do physical server technologies. That said, it's a different way of thinking. You need to put trust in a vendor that is cloud. Vendor or vendors. And that's the challenging piece. Um, I just had a system just recently where we replaced a WordPress system and it wasn't about the external only; it was about internal also. Um, there's no Eventbrite, there's no CRM required, there's no uh, there's no WordPress, um, and 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 there's no Mailchimp required. And it's all holistic. Now is this getting back into the same old one size fits all like the old days of WordPress, if you will? Technology is cyclical, and there is requirements, but the more you can have the requirements met in a holistic single solution path, the better you're going to be. That's where I would argue Microsoft is really, is winning in some way, a lot of ways. Sure. Um, But the problem with Microsoft is they are tools. They are not a digital workplace or digital experiences, um, web experience. Right. They are, you know, you go to certain parts of it, little sections. I go to, I, I go to do or even Google. Let's say Google Sheets. I go to Google Sheets, or I go to Microsoft Excel uh, uh, on Office three sixty five, or I go to doc uh, to do a doc. But I or I go to do spreadsheets. I mean, sorry, um, PowerPoints. Um, but what brings it together? What if I? How do I bring the program management aspect together? And that part. Um, is is a mess in companies and, and especially with remote working program management that used to be like knock on the the cubicle door doesn't really work anymore. No, put it in the system. We had an adage in our own organization um, that said, if it's not in the system, it doesn't exist. And, and we were a remote team and it was because people would say things all the time, but it wasn't in the system. So then enter Slack the ultimate disruption tool. Slack has its purposes. I use Slack. I like Slack, but it's chat. Yeah, It's not program management. It's not a digital experience. It's not
0: my tools. But like you said, these individual managers are going to rely on Slack for a while because that seems like the easiest thing and the least common denominator for them to be able to to latch onto because there hasn't been a system wide building of something that that can be more robust than that.
1: Slack. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think Slack is a good bridge, especially on your journey. You have to be thinking that this is a journey, not um, a destination. You're not going to just have a one size fits all silver bullet that just instantly install it. And voila, Um, even Aloha digital networks is not a silver bullet. Is it setting you down the path of an optimized um, a, an optimized path? I, I believe so. Um, or systems like ours. Um, but, uh, but, but why do I say that? I say that out of my own experience. Um, you know, you, you, what is your purpose with your digital workplace? Well, it starts as we just want an intranet. And, and in some cases, they have old intranets. Okay, first we have an intranet. Oh, and then IT is no different than the vendor problem. The vendor problem gets asked by customers. Well, who's IT's customers? All the constituents inside. Sure. It's exactly the same. And they just have different thresholds. When it's a customer asking, they can be loud and they can socially bash you. <laughs> when, it's a cut, when it's internal, IT can just close the door and ignore them, which we're all really used to happening, especially in large companies. You know, the backlog, you want something that seems simple. I just want a portal for my project and I want to bring in my multiple systems so they're all in place contextually together that doesn't seem like a hard ask well okay it we it gets i get it it says i get it i'll start an rfp and maybe in two years you'll you'll have that yeah that thinking is just come on and that and and there's a lot of companies that scenario as absurd as it sounds is reality for a lot of companies
0: still yeah i think it's more often than not that's what we see for sure Ellen, it's been great. Unfortunately, we can't fit in more into this time, and we're going to close down. So tell us a little bit about uh, Aloha Networks. Where can people go to learn more about it?
1: So the best way to get Aloha Networks is to reach out to me on LinkedIn right now. Um, we came to market at end of 2019, and shortly thereafter, there was this wonderful thing called COVID that started. Not so wonderful. We've heard <laughs> so, of <that>. yeah. <laughs> So we've been... Uh, We've been hardening the platform and doing um, some early pilots with some customers and they're really going well. I'll just give one um, final, um, just a simple small business uh, example that we just had just recently. We deployed this system on uh, on January 19th, on February 7th. It had about six users just at the beginning on, on, on one less than one month later, there was 200 and, four users. Now, two days later, there's 214 users. And these are internal and external constituents. They're not just all. And it's bridging the internal and external world. So my point is, it's growing very fast in one month. And that's the type of expectations that I think people should be looking to do. You should be thinking to move internet speed, not old internet speed,
0: in your internal and external Awesome. Well, Ellen, thanks so much for being on the show. We look forward to hanging out with you again soon. And thanks a lot for sharing all your insight with us.
1: Thanks so much. Neil. appreciate it.
0: This has been the Digital Workplace Podcast. If you liked it, please take a minute to leave a review wherever you it. Go to thedigitalworkplace.com and sign up for our twice a month newsletter. It keeps you up to date on the best ways to build a level five digital workplace. Music for the show is provided by City of Sound. I'm your host, Neil Miller.